Welcome to the Achieve My Wellness Podcast. I'm Chris Valentine from 100.7 Kick FM, joined by the stars of the podcast, I guess we could say, Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan. Gentlemen, how are you? We're doing great. Doing great. Thanks, Chris. All right, so we have a specific topic for each podcast that we do. What are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about how to stay healthy for the holidays. We're right in the thick of the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas here, and then we got New Year's and all the other fun festivities that goes along with that, but... Uh, uh, this is was supposed to be the happiest time of year, and for many people it becomes the time of year that they just don't look forward to anymore, whether it be from stressful situations or family situations or financial situations. This time of the year can have a drastic effect on a lot of people's health, whether it is people gaining weight from not eating well, eating too much sugar, eating too many foods that don't agree with their body, or going into depression with the winter blues and uh, whether it be family situations. And just people let themselves go a lot this time of the year. And it can be tough for so many people out there. And so we want to really try to focus on things that we can do to change that for people to really let them enjoy the holiday season and things to focus on so that they don't get into those funks. And talking about staying healthy for the holidays. So it's not just based on nutrition. You guys are going to cover uh, a wide variety of different things today, right? Yeah, I think that uh, that's kind of the, the idea today. It's, uh, you know, talking about our mental health, our, our our nutritional health, our physical health, our spiritual health, you know, all those things wrapped into one to make sure that we are staying healthy, truly healthy for the holidays and for our family. All right, where do you guys want to start at? Uh, the first one, I know you, you have a recipe. We're going to be sharing some recipes and we'll have the link uh, as part of the podcast where people can check it out too. I figure you guys were going to actually going to be cooking and bringing in food, but I don't see anything. <laughs> That'd have been great for you, right? <laughs> yeah. <been> really good. <laughs> is that all you do around here is eat? I listen Pretty to much. your- uh, We love free food. So yeah. Free food is good. Crazy food Fridays or whatever you guys <laughs> do. So. Yeah, right. well, well, yeah, let's talk about nutrition for a second because you know so many people just seem like they throw caution to the wind when it gets to to be this time of year. And I was reading this uh, th- this article talking about how the average American gains one to three pounds every holiday season that they will never lose. So, you know, as we go get older, and especially after our 20s, when our metabolism starts to slow down a little bit, every holiday season of gaining one to three pounds after 20 holiday seasons, how many pounds is that for you? And, you know, people get to later in life and realize that, yeah, they they've put on too much weight and now they don't know what to do and they don't know how to lose it. And they try exercising, they try working out. It seems we get to January 1 and everybody you talk to is new... New Year's resolution is to lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, but they have no plan of how to do that. And so let's talk about nutrition a little bit and talk about, is it just the fatty foods? Is it just the candy? What is it that causes so many people to not only gain weight, but uh, lose their health, not feel good, feel bloated and icky, and then they come down with some sort of an illness like a cold or a flu uh, because of all the sugar and all the stress and all the things that are going on around this holiday season. We can actually focus focus on those great dishes that are go along with the holiday season that are traditional dishes, but there's better ways of making them. Is there one common denominator when it comes to a certain food? That, that, that people kind of fall into the trap, or is it just a variety of everything? Carbohydrates. Sugar. <laughs> sugar is the root yeah. of all evil, in our opinion. Yeah. Sugar is in everything. I mean, whether it's in the cookies, whether it's in the carbohydrates, whether it's in the stuffing and the potatoes and the starch, you know, everything gets turned to sugar in your body. Everything you eat gets turned into glucose and used in your body, but 
there's such thing called a glycemic index. And if the foods you're putting in your mouth are really, really high on the glycemic index, what that means is it's going to turn to sugar very rapidly in your body. And it's going to cause your glucose to spike up. And then your pancreas has to increase more insulin. Your insulin receptors get burnt out. And voila, you have diabetes. And when you do that year after year after year over the holiday season of just stuffing your face with cookies and candy and carbs and pies and treats and all these things and not focusing on the foods that actually fuel your body in a healthy way. Yes, it's okay to eat food. It's not about starving yourself. It's not about uh, limiting your calories. It's not just calories in and calories out. We want people to eat food. We want people to eat healthy food. We don't want people to starve themselves. But when you focus on the correct foods that are really low on the glycemic index that won't turn to sugar very rapidly in your body, you can eat until you're full and enjoy yourself and not worry about it affecting your body in such a negative way. Is it eating just certain foods then, or is it just reading the label and just looking at the sugar content, or what, what do you recommend for, for most people who want to make a little bit of a change and try to cut back on the sugars? Yeah, so the best way actually is before the meal even. A lot of times people eat salad, right? So greens, so loading up on your greens, trying to get a little fuller mm-hmm. um, from just putting in greens. I mean, that's a, that's a huge way to kind of curb your appetite to really grab those carbohydrates and those things that are going to break down and turn into sugar and ultimately be stored as fat and weight later. So one of the biggest things is making sure that you're adding a big bowl of salad or something before before your meal and then as you have your meal and as you go through your traditions making sure that you're getting good good sources of protein but also those good healthy fats as well things like you know mm-hmm. coconut oil your avocado oil your extra virgin olive oil those are the things that you're going to be putting in or putting on top of your salads as well and then adding in because those are going to fill you up before you start adding in the, all those breads and the and the uh, the pastries and all the desserts and everything else so those are the, the that's the easiest way by far the easiest way is start by loading up with greens loading up with some protein and loading up with some healthy fats first and then going to those other traditional dishes. Do you feel that overeating? Because I'm, I'm a culprit. I eat fast. And that's probably not a good thing, right? When you start eating as fast as you can, you, you probably consume more calories and things you probably shouldn't then, right? Yeah. You, if you overeat, your brain doesn't have time to catch up to really tell to talk to your stomach to tell you when it's full and when it's not full. There's all sorts of receptors in the body that tell you when you're full or when you're you know, kind of getting to that point of being full. And so when you're putting in that food really quickly, one, your body doesn't d- digest the food like it's supposed to. So you're missing out on a lot of the nutrients. This is where it's going to cause a lot of bloating or indigestion, mm-hmm. um, cause a lot of stomach problems. And you're also, again, you can just pass it through. Your body's not going to break it down as fast, but then you're also going to overeat as well. And so you're going to be consuming way too many calories. And again, that's why we feel so awful, right? When we eat fast, we eat so much, and then all of a sudden our body catches up to us, and it's like, holy smokes, I am super full, and I am like sick to my stomach because, yeah, we have, we've basically overeaten at that time. Hence, eat the salad ahead of time, so therefore, you know, you're not uh, overeating on top of that too. You got it. The other thing that a lot of people do, um, don't do enough of is, is drink water too. And so just putting in that extra water content and the hydration. And so as you're eating, don't just scarf your food, but making sure that you're putting in good water content, not like, you know, the wines and everything else that come out this time of the year, all the festive drinks and everything too. But we can't forget about water. Water is so important and so crucial for so many aspects of our body. So when you're choosing the beverage for your meal, uh, make sure it's not a soda. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Basically, yeah. well, again, you go back to the, what you said earlier, Chris. Is you saw, you talked about a little bit about reading labels, right? And so, one of the major things that we talk about in our office is how to read labels and how to read labels properly. 
when you look at a can of soda, a can of Coke, or a can of Mountain Dew, or whatever on the side of the on the you know on the on the back side of it, it's probably going to say somewhere between 40 and 60 grams of sugar uh, for that one particular can of pop. And the average person should be taking in only about 40 grams of sugar in a day or less. And probably the majority of uh, of Americans are probably somewhere between that 80 and 120, maybe even more, upwards of 200 grams of sugar a day. And we wonder why we're having the obesity issues, why we're having the diabetic problems, why we're having some of these things that are directly related to our health. Well, it comes down to, again, our diet and our lifestyle. We're lifestyling ourselves to death, basically. Right. I love that you guys take this approach, uh, you know, to chiropractic care. It's not just going in and getting adjusted. But there's so many other levels, which you guys talk about all the time, too. You know, and nutrition, obviously, is one of those. Uh, so what do you recommend as far as, like, recipes? Do you guys have certain recipes that you focus on, or where do you guys find your recipes, or what do you... Well, I think that the recipes, you know, let's let's save that for a, for a reason for people to actually go to your website or go to our website so okay. they can actually download it and print it off. But there's many things in there that we, we talk about as far as like healthy stuffing, healthy gravy, ways to prepare their um, their turkey dinner, um, different ways to base their chicken or their turkey or whatever they're making. So there's, there's, there's good things that you can actually do to continue to keep those same recipes that you like or the foods that people like in their traditional holiday meals. But let's just make lateral shifts to make them just a little bit healthier uh, so that we're not gaining in all in that that sugar content that Dr. Evan was just talking about a little bit ago. Yeah, it's super easy to find recipes that are still those great holiday pies, those great dishes that we like, like Dr. Jared was talking about, but using different ingredients, using almond flour instead of regular bleach flour, using um, cauliflower as fillers instead of starch and potatoes. There's uh, so many recipes out there that you can find, and we're going to gladly upload some of those recipes to our website and to yours as well so you guys can find them out there. Well, I was afraid that you guys were going to say, you know, we have to eat like tofu and just, you know, (laughs) it's going to be good stuff. It's not just going to be... It's not tree bark. Exactly. You know, we love food. Everybody looks at Dr. Jared and I and goes, oh, you guys are health nuts. You probably don't eat hardly anything at all, or you're only eating, like you said, tofu and tree bark. That is an absolute lie. We love to eat. We eat a lot of food, but we really focus on the quality ingredients, and that makes the biggest change overall, not only how your body is going to digest it, but how it's going to make your body feel and uh, how it's going to affect your body's ability to, to burn those calories off as well. All right, we're talking about healthy for the holidays here on the Achieve My Wellness podcast. All right, so what's up next? Well, I think that what goes with nutrition, right, and what goes with all the sugar content, um, not only the weight loss or the, or the weight gain, I should say, because of all the sugar and everything that's take, pe- taken, uh, taking on during the season, the next thing that comes after that usually is anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the major things that we're seeing explode, not only because of, you know, just the food and the nutrition and everything, but we got, I mean, the coronavirus and the shutdowns, and we're seeing all sorts of crazy things happen in our world world right now, we're seeing more and more anxiety, more and more depression happen. When we, when we, when you put that together, the stress of the world with just negative anti-nutrients, basically of sugar, it compounds that tenfold, hundredfold, as far as the amount of anxiety and depression that's going to happen, not only in you or your kids or, or your loved ones during this time of season. So it's not only critical to focus in on that nutrition, but let's focus in on that, on that mental health next. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy 2020, and thank God it's almost over. Yeah. But let's really talk about, you know, what can we do to focus on instead of, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that lost jobs, that lost income, and so now we're coming into the holiday season, and they're worried about how are they going to afford to buy any gifts for their loved ones? How are they going to make Christmas into a, you know, the quote-unquote special holiday that, that people think it is where we got to give each other the greatest latest greatest technology gift and spend all kinds of money 
let's get away from that and let's focus on what is the true reason for the season? What is the reason we celebrate Christmas in the first place? The Lord came as a baby to this earth so that he could live the life that we can never live so that we can have a personal relationship with the Lord and get into heaven. That's the whole reason we celebrate this season. And we do this with our loved ones. And so the whole reason we give gifts is because God gave us that great gift on that special day. And so we need to stop focusing on just how much money are we going to spend? How much, how many gifts are we going to get? And focus on why are we celebrating this in the first place? You know, when we get together with family and focus on the blessings that we truly have, Mm -hmm. starting with gratitude. Okay. One of the biggest things that I want to focus on every single morning this time of year are the things that I'm thankful for. Every single morning I get up and I say, I look around me and I sit, tell myself, what are the things that I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my vehicles that I can drive around. I'm thankful that, you know, that I have a job right now. You know? And it, when you really focus on gratitude and the things you're thankful for, it can change your entire mindset of how you go through your day. Well, that's true, because a lot of people wake up, you know, and they may get up and be like, oh, I have to go to work again, I have to do that. And yeah, they put themselves in a negative mindset where if you start with something different, like you said, you know, it'll totally change the day and just the way you think. Absolutely. And you would call it almost take, like taking a breather, right? Taking a breather from your social media, taking a breather from all the, the stuff that's out there right now and just kind of focusing in on you and the family unit. I mean, your family is the most important thing that you have that, that circus around you. They're always going to be there for you. They're always going to support you and love you and do everything that they possibly can to, to get you where you want to go. Um, so that family unit that Dr. Evan was just talking about is, is so important. And so being able to take that time, learn how to say no during this time of season is super important because everybody's asking for volunteer work and trying to, you know, do this or do that, or we need help or we need to do this or whatever it is. So even just people learning to say no, not only to, you know, things that, you know, sometimes that are going to take away from your family, but also just saying no to that, that extra present or that extra gift that's going to put them a little bit further in debt. Uh, those are the, the biggest things that we typically see. You know, you, you see the money debt and you see the emotional stress because of it that builds up into the next year. Uh, so having a budget, having setting a budget going into your holiday season is something that's going to actually curb that that stress or that financial that strain, uh, financial debt or that financial burden um, that uh, that a lot of us take on, you know, during this during this time of year. Um, other things that people can do is like listen to soothing music, right? I mean, just turn on the Christmas music and just get into that into that vibe and just get into the holiday season of what it is and just how much joy that brings to to our hearts and to our and to our loved ones around us. So those are just those are just great things. Uh, other than just you know focusing in our gratitude and the things that we're grateful for is how do you just focus in on a positive environment around you so everything around you your music the people that you're talking with the, your gratitude list your kids whatever it is just try to focus in on all that positiveness around you and you're going to get more of that positiveness back Blocking. I want to touch on another thing that Dr. Jerry just talked about getting away from social media stop comparing your life and your Christmas experience to everybody else on Facebook you know, when we look at each other's Facebook right now, once you get away from past, scroll through the political posts and all the <laughs> other crazy coronavirus <laughs> stuff going on, the whole reason we're on Facebook is to see other people's pictures, right? That was right. the whole reason it started. Well, then we start looking at other people's pictures and we start comparing ourselves. Well, look at look at that awesome vacation they're on or look at the cool things that they're doing or look at how amazing their family looks in this you know, special picture that they paid hundreds of dollars in order to have a special Photoshop to make it look perfect, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We look at Facebook and we see other people's highlights and we compare them to our lowest points and we start thinking that, oh, their life is so much better or it's so much greener on the other side. And it just creates a spiral. 
when we get away from that and stop comparing ourselves to what other people are doing and just focus on the blessings that you have in your own life and realize that, hey, that family, even though that picture looks perfect, is going through the same struggles. They go through the same low points. It just looks a little bit different. And so we need to really stop comparing ourselves to other people, especially this time of year, and get back to what are we truly grateful for and focus on the blessings that we have received throughout this year. Focus on the grateful. Stop the doom scrolling. Amen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you know, the, the, that we see it all the time in our practice, and we see it all the time in our families. And, and, and one of the biggest things you see it is, is in like teenage uh, boys and girls these days when they're trying to figure themselves out, and they're always comparing themselves to somebody else because the more likes they get, the more they feel liked, or the more dopamine rush they're going to get. So it becomes very addictive, actually, as far as with uh, why people are, are attached to, to Facebook so much is because when you get that vibration in your pocket or you get that ding that somebody likes you, it's a dopamine uh, effect. And dopamine is what, you know, a lot of the drugs and a lot of the you know things that kids get addicted to it's the exact same thing it's a dopamine rush that, that happens and so facebook is the exact same thing instagram you know snapchat um you know if you haven't watched the movie social dilemma watch it okay. i mean it is an eye opener as far as the social media content of things that are happening in our world today and it is a complete uh it'll make you think about your cell phone and your social media in a completely different way but social dilemma is a, is a great one to watch um other than that, I think that, you know, those are, those are great things. Uh, decreasing stress on a, uh, another way would be uh, exercise, right? And so getting out and just moving a little bit. What do you think about that, Doc? Yeah, you know, when we get into the holiday season, we tend to get out of our normal routines. We can build good routines and people can be exercising on a somewhat regular basis. And all of a sudden, the holidays hit. And they completely put exercise on the back burner, whether it's they think they don't have time because they need to get all the Christmas shopping in or they just uh, feel like they don't need to do it anymore at this time of year. It's crazy how many people who do usually exercise on a somewhat regular basis just completely let that go. But it is very, very easy to make sure that you do get those exercises in, especially if you do what we call burst training. Something we teach in our office is burst training. It's also known as HIT training. It's high-intensity, low-duration training. So if you just do something, you can use your body weight. You don't have to go to a gym and run on a treadmill for two hours a day. You can work out for just 12 to 15 minutes a day in your own home doing body weight exercises, but do it intensely for short amounts of time. The way you do this is you pick like six exercises. Let's say like push-ups squats, running in place, uh, lunges, and whatever whatever exercise you want to do. Planks, burpees. Burpees. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's so many different great body weight exercises out there. But you do it for 20 seconds at a time, and then you rest for 20 seconds at a time. But that 20 seconds that you are working out, you should go to your highest intensity possible. Like 100% of your max, go as hard as you possibly can. What that does is that raises your blood pressure, it increases your heart rate, and it makes you breathe oxygen even more. But then when you rest for that 20 seconds, it allows your heart rate to recover and let it come back down. You do that over and over again over the course of 12 minutes. So let's say that you do 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off for 12 minutes. You're actually only moving for six minutes, and then you're resting for six minutes. But what that does, that change in heart rate, it affects your metabolism, and it affects what's called the afterburn. When you go run on a treadmill for, let's say, 45 minutes, even mm -hmm. if you got you know, five, six miles in in that 45 minutes, you're only burning calories for that 45 minutes. And then after that, your body goes into recovery mode. Okay. When you do hit training or burst training, you can work out for 12 minutes and then the afterburn you get from that increase and decrease of your heart rate going up and down, the afterburn can last anywhere from 24 to 36 hours after that where you're still burning calories at a higher rate. 
And so exercising efficiently during this time of year can really change how not only you feel because exercise also increases the dopamine and serotonin in your body and gives you those feel good hormones to get away from the depression and anxiety as well. But then it allows you to have better sleep at night. It allows you to your muscles and body to move better. It gives you better strength. And so you're not feeling that soreness and that ache and that pain as much. So it's not necessarily about the length. It's about the quality of the workout. Does it matter when somebody works out? Is it better in the morning or the evening? It's always better to do it in the morning uh, to get that metabolism started for the uh, rest of the day. But also, the, I mean, we've all experienced this. The longer your day goes, the mm-hmm. less of a chance you are of actually doing it. So when you get up and do it in the morning right away, that's the best time to do it. It has the best benefits for your body, and it makes you get it in right away in the morning because we all have stress. We all have things that come up. There is always some sort of distraction that can happen and make us not get that workout in. Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, one of the ma- major things that we see with uh, with people that exercise is how much better they feel, right, mm-hmm. just by moving. So you get rid of, the, rid of the arthritis, you get rid of some of the joint pain, you get rid of some of those things. You talked about the neuroepinephrine, the dopamine, the epinephrine, the things that get released, they call them the, you know, the, the runner's high type of things, right? And so this is why why people work out at that high intensity and why they actually feel better. In fact, you know, a lot of the, like you said, Doc, is that, you know, uh, uh, exercising for that short duration of time is, is equivalent to some of the, the top leading antidepressant medications medications that are on the market. I mean, people can actually work out and they get the same benefit that some antidepressant drugs actually give that, that person. So these are, these are research studies that are out there that are really awesome to see. So if somebody is depressed or anxious or whatever it is, get in a good hard workout. And it's amazing how that'll help you not only sleep, but how it will help you feel and function throughout the rest of that day as well. What would you recommend for people who may be uh, even visiting your clinic that maybe they're not physically able to do those high intensity workouts. Are there some they can do or is it just moving, walking? It's just getting in moving, right? Yeah. It's just starting somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. So you modify the, if you can't do a full burpee, well, let's modify it. Let's, uh, instead of going all the way to ground to the ground, use a countertop. And if you can't, if you can go further than the countertop, then use a, use a, a chair that, uh, that you can, you can do a push up against. Yeah, so there's, there's always things that we can do to modify. And we, we look for not, not necessarily, don't give me excuses, give me solutions, right? right. Don't give me excuses is give me solutions. Everybody has an excuse. Let's figure it out. If you can't do a certain exercise that somebody else can do, well, let's figure it out. Let's modify it. Let's make it easy so you can start somewhere and then ultimately progress to more of that advanced style of, of exercise. Again, stop comparing yourself to others. You got you know, it. Everybody's in a different somewhere. position. So. And motion is lotion, just like Dr. Jared was saying. If you actually, like, yeah, there's lots of people that have bum knees, <clears throat> bum shoulders, whatever it is, and they feel like, oh, I just can't exercise because my shoulder. Well, your legs are still working. Do leg workout. Or you have a bad knee. All right, sit in a chair and just do arm workouts. Just get your body moving. And yeah, those areas that are recovering from an injury, they need movement too. You have to move them if you want them to get better. If you want the if you want there to be an increase in your range of motion and an increase in strength, you have to move every area of your body. And so even if it's just you know, you're sitting in a chair because you have a bad knee, you move your arms, you do punches, punch in the air do arm raises, do grab a couple cans of soup or a couple bottles of water and just press them above your head. You don't need a lot of uh, fancy, expensive equipment in order to just move your body and give find something that gives it some resistance to increase your strength and increase the stability and then improve your range of motion as well. I think one of the things that exercise does too is, is not only like nutrition, it's going to add you know better years to your life basically. And exercise is one of those things where 
If you don't do it, you're going to lose it, right? And so if you want to stay independent and out of a nursing home for longer and longer in your life, if you're not strength training or doing something um, to build and maintain your muscles and you're not doing something to actually increase your lifestyle, then what's going to happen is you're going to lose it and you're going to end up in that nursing home a lot quicker than somebody who has actually physically um, been exercising and working out and doing the range of motion things. And so like Dr. Evan was saying, pick up a a soup can, uh, work on uh, picking up a, a jug of water and putting it into a high cupboard, you know, just go through your lifestyle things of what you're doing at home. And these are, these are things that we do with a lot of our elderly patients. It's like, okay, if you can't reach that top shelf, well, we're going to work to get you there and work on strengthening things to make sure that you can do this and stay independent as long as you possibly can. And by the way, other things we're talking about today, you teach and preach in your clinic, right? With your patients. (laughs) We, we try to meet their goals and their needs wherever they are. Um, everybody that comes into our uh, into our office is different, right? We all have individual needs. We all have individual spe- expectations. And so we try to sit down and really figure out your goals. What are your expectations of us? What are our expectations of you as a, as a patient in our office? And ultimately, how do we meet those expectations? How do we meet your goals? And then continue to drive you forward to help you be, uh, meet those the best we possibly can for as long as we possibly can. All right. Healthy for the holidays. We're talking with Dr. Jared, Dr. Evan. We touched on nutrition. We touched on mental health, uh, exercise, moving around. Uh, what's next? The immune system. <laughs> immune system. Flu. It's amazing how there's no flu cases this Hi, year. Isn't that Holy smokes. Amazing. What's going on? here for flu. Holy smokes. <laughs> so we got to talk about the flu. We got to talk, talk about uh, Corona. We got to talk about something about the immune system because that's one of the biggest things that we see during this time of the year. Um, you know, you see the depression because of the, uh, you know, because of the immune system, because of the sugar and everything that we're taking in, how it crushes the immune system and how we all get sick. So I think we got to talk about how do we stay healthy on a sickness or an illness standpoint. Uh, is the best transition here. All right, step number one. Step number one is, you know, get proper sleep at night. That's the biggest thing. It's not staying up so late, uh, not looking at your phones all night, getting proper (laughs) sleep, getting your spine and your nervous system adjusted uh, because every adjustment that you do opens up the, the neurological flow from your brain to your body so your body can function to the best of its possible ability and every adjustment builds your immune system in your uh, interleukin-2, which are your response uh, receptors in your body. Then we want to focus on the nutrition, then we want to focus on exercise, then we want to focus on detoxing the body. But biggest thing we need to focus on, again, is getting the sugars out so that our bodies aren't so inflamed. We, talked, we touched a lot about that with nutrition. But when your immune system is suppressed, research out there shows that if you're in a stressful situation, your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems start to fire up and it actually suppresses your immune system. So being in a stressful situation actually reduces your body's ability to fight off infection from flu or from a cold or from whatever it is. So focusing on staying out of stressful situations and if you are in those stressful situations, finding ways to stop that negative mindset and get out of it as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, you just talked on not only the negative stress that suppresses our immune system, but the sugar, right? So when we take in sugar, it affects our gut and about 80 to 90% of our immune system resides in our gut. And so when we don't have our, our proper gut functioning like it's supposed to, uh, unfortunately, our immune system doesn't doesn't function like it's supposed to as well. And this is one of the reasons that we see to, to get sick or, or supposedly get sick. And so one of the things that, you know, Dr. Evan and I talk about with our families quite a bit is just because you have a fever or sniffles or you're throwing up or whatever, that doesn't mean you're sick. Mm-hmm. It actually 
actually means you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And here's why. God designed those things to actually purge viruses and bacteria and different things that are trying to basically destroy you. He designed your body in a, a way to get rid of them. And so make sure you're honoring your symptoms instead of looking at them as such a negative thing. And yes, you feel awful, mm-hmm. right? And yes, they're, they're horrible to have. But at the same time, if you didn't have those symptoms, you would be dead. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a fever, well, your body's trying to burn off a virus or a bacteria. If you're vomiting, guess what? Your body's trying to get rid of some type of poison or something that's gone into you. If you have muscle aches for a reason, well, there's something happening in your body that's causing that to happen. And it's it's probably a response to keep you alive. Your body's always trying to maintain homeostasis, what we call it, and always trying to do the right thing so you can adapt to your environment outside so that you can live and you can thrive and you can survive. If your body wasn't doing those things, unfortunately, you would, you would not be here today. And so instead of trying to lower those, those fevers, right, a lot of parents will come to us, well, what's a safe fever? Well, there's been kids that have been shown to have febrilic uh, seizures mm-hmm. at about 99 degrees. And there's been kids that have shown to have febrilic seizures at uh, 106 degrees. And so there is no right degrees as far as a, a fever goes. Where the problem comes, Chris, is that when somebody has a high fever at 103, 104, and all of a sudden they give them Tylenol or Advil or whatever to suppress that fever, and then that fever goes down and all of a sudden it shoots back up again, that's where you typically see the seizures happen. And so instead of just suppressing those fevers, yes, your kid's, uh, you know, miserable. And yes, they're probably going through a miserable time at that time. But at the same time, 103, 104, 105 even, perfectly normal. I've seen my kid at 105 and a half, 106 even before, and he's mm-hmm. miserable on the couch. But at the same time, I know that his body's doing the right thing, burning off those viruses, burning off the bacteria, keeping him stronger so that the next time that same bug comes in, his body's going to fight it faster and react a lot quicker to it. So one of the things I learned from you guys is, uh, you know, try to get rid of the medicine and let it run its course. Yeah, when you can let that fever run its course, it's going to really reduce the amount of time that that kid or even you are are feeling those symptoms. So like Dr. Jared was saying, you need to you your body has to get to 102 to kill off bacteria. It has to get to 104 to kill off virus. And if you're trying to knock that that uh, that fever down through some sort of Tylenol or through some sort of intervention, your body's going, no, 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 we're doing this for a reason. And as soon as that medication wears off, it wants to spike it back up. That's when it becomes dangerous, just like Dr. Jared was saying. So when you can let that fever run its course, yeah, keep your kid comfortable. Put some a cold compress on their head or put them in a nice soothing bath or something to try to keep them comfortable, but don't give them that medication unless it's absolutely necessary. But because when you do interfere with that fever, it tends to allow that sickness to get dragged on for longer and longer. And so, you know, Dr. Jerry and I's kids, yeah, they get sick, they get sniffles, they get fevers. When we let them run its course, they're only out for maybe a couple days. But I've heard of lots of kids who... their parents are constantly trying to get that fever down because they think the fever is the sickness. Mm -hmm. The fever is not the sickness. Your fever is trying to get the sickness out of the body. But when they constantly interfere with that, that kid is now sick for a week, two weeks, three weeks at a time, when if they would have just let the fever run its course, it would have been kicked within a couple of days. Doesn't mean you're a bad parent. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And that's, you know, and that's one of the things is just trying to educate, you know, parents on, on where they feel comfortable to, because there's some parents that, you know, as soon as that fever gets to 99 or 100 degrees, they, they're just uncomfortable with the situation. And so the more that they become 
uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, right. <laughs> per se, then the more they're going to be able to allow that fever and allow that child's body to do whatever it's supposed to do. And don't get me wrong, there's there's a time and a place, right, for like emergency medicine. If your kid's fever gets way out of out of out of hand or whatever it may be, um, your th- kid goes unresponsive or you know le- super lethargic, they're they're not responding. You know, those are time. That's a time, right, for there's an emergency situation, place, right? That's what it's there for. And so, but at the for the probably ninety some percent of fevers out there a kid will never hit that and never reach that and so allowing that body to do what it's supposed to do is is the most critical thing that we can that we can actually honor and respect in our bodies the last thing that you talked about was the adjustment right and so just the, the chiropractic care that comes into the well-being of of um, of this time of year as well and so you know we look at chiropractic we've talked a lot about chiropractic just with with pain or decreasing muscle spasm or whatever it is but there's research out there that shows that hey uh, HIV patients right and and people with with chronically depressed immune systems how they respond to a chiropractic adjustment I mean you're talking major, major percentage of increase of, of uh, their immune system mm-hmm. over the typical person who has an immune compromise. And so the adjustment, it, it's tough to say, does it actually you know cause this? You know, it's not through research. We haven't found that direct link, but we can see it on paper as far as like, this is, this is what happened and here's the end product. We have no idea how it got here, but we do know that these people who got adjusted actually had a higher immune system response or their, their immune system actually increased. And so those are the great things that we can see through chiropractic care. Um, uh, you know, it decreases stress in a body. It, you know, you get into a feel-good environment that we have at the office with just Christian music playing, the loving environment. Just that in itself, people walking into our door, they can just feel the healing atmosphere immediately. I can vouch for that. That's uh, totally true as well. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, uh, hanging with me again today. Absolutely. So let's leave you guys with some tips. These are the ending tips from our talk today uh, to really help you get through the holidays. Number one is you know what? Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop looking at social media and comparing yourself to other people. Number two, gratitude. Be thankful for the blessings in your life. Focus on the things that you do have instead of the things that you don't. Get away from the sugars this holiday season. (laughs) I'm not saying don't eat good food, but find ingredients and find recipes where you can still eat that good, delicious food, but with better ingredients so that you're not bombarding your, your body with sugar. Get adjusted keep your immune system functioning well and exercise exercise thank you very much (laughs) and then understand and remember the reason we're celebrating this holiday season right great tips it's the achieve my wellness podcast with dr jared and dr evan so if somebody may be listening right now and they want more information about your clinic or maybe they want to set an appointment and uh, and talk with you guys how do we find you they can find us on facebook um achieve my wellness uh they can uh, find us on the web at achievemywellness.com or they can give us a call at 320-762-2055. All right, Dr. Jared, Dr. Evan, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chris.